So this week, we're back in paradise, and cheers to Blake, because I'm pretty sure that's the best thing he's got going for him right now. To Blake. To Blake. Cheers to That is a podcast dedicated to the deep questions of life that only a creative franchise like The Bachelor can inspire. Steph and J-Jack explore the stories, the drinks, and the bingo card-inducing drama on Cheers to That. Cheers! Alright gang, so welcome to the very first episode of the only Bachelor podcast on the internet. Uh, this is Cheers to That. I'm J-Jack. I'm Stephanie. Yay! Alright, so um, first things first... Uh, drinks and drink design is how I make a living. So obviously I have to first and foremost uh, talk about the, the drink of the week. Uh, drink of the week was brought to you by Derek and Demi. And they ordered the... Yes? Uh, well, I was thinking of Derek and... When you said Derek and Demi, the first thing I thought was French in. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. The, the, they weren't drinking French martinis. They were drinking spicy margaritas, which is like... it's. They're good. I don't know. They're usually made pretty basic. What The observation I made about margaritas on this beach is no wonder everyone's dehydrated and miserable all the time. is because they're drinking these giant day glow sugar bombs. Uh, if the- it doesn't look like something that goes into my car engine to, you know, cool it, then I, I don't trust it as a margarita is maybe their motto. You take a fish bowl, you put it onto uh, a wine foot. And you pour that pour a bunch of neon green stuff in there. So, so I want to talk to you guys about a a way to make margaritas at home that are going to be a little more satisfying. So, a margarita is really just a sour. It's just three ingredients. It's your base spirit tequila, obviously, your sweetening agent, which is going to be triple sec, and your your sour agent, obviously, is lime juice. I now, like all those things. So. What's not to like? Don't we all? It's, it's as American as apple pie, um, <laughs> I, I guess. Okay, so um, it's only three ingredients, but we in the West, we in the West, we, we whatever, we uh, we think of margaritas as nice big drinks. So what I do is this. I do an ounce and a half of tequila, a ha- one ounce of triple sec, a half ounce of lime juice, and then just, here's your little trick at home. Add just one ounce of a, of a soft blanc or a pinot grigio. Just one ounce will will round out the drink and make it longer, but not make it taste fake. Uh, of course, you can add some French wine. That's how you get your French in there. There you go. That, that's our our tribute to Demi with that. Now, yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, you got to make it a little spicy. So take uh take some jalapenos, juice them, and just add just a bar spoon or a teaspoon of the juiced jalapeno to your drink. Could you also add some of the like pickled juice from the pickled jalapeno jar? Oh, that'll be delicious. Yeah, a tequila pickleback margarita. Um, no, actually, no, don't do that. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you guys live in New Jersey, sure. Uh, oh. <laughs> but no. Um, well, we know who would be into that. Spoiler alert, Jane. But, you know. Oh, I got, I got lots of notes on Jane. Anyway, so uh, if you're interested in making this at home, check out the show notes to this episode. SoundCloud.com slash cheers to that podcast. And uh, you can take the recipe home, uh, impress your friends, uh, win that promotion. It all starts with a good margarita. Okay, moving on. Okay, so we have a lot to talk about. We have two episodes back-to-back, two hours apiece. It was a lot. Four hours of 
really just rehashing what we called the Blake Dam. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was a Blake-centered storm, if you will. Now, for you guys out there in Bachelor Nation... Hurricane Blake. Hurricane Blake. Oh, man. I'm going to write a song about that. Maybe Jed can write a song about that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Blake is definitely not Mr. Right, girl. (laughs) (laughs) For you out there in Bachelor Nation, you've probably already devoured one to two to five different recap shows by the time this show is aired. Uh, we're not going to try to to win the recap contest here. We just want to get into the nitty gritty, uh, get into the big questions, the deep uh, philosophical quandaries that this oh. show inspires. Yeah. So we're going to give you the very first ever in Cheers to That History rapid recap. Rapid recap? These are the four to five bullet points that you need to know if you're going to keep watching the show and getting all you can out of these podcasts. So here you go. I got only four points today. If you can only take four things away from the last two episodes, they would be Jane is not plain. We know Jane's not plain because she loves hot sauce. She just really loves hot hot sauce, you guys. Hot sauce. Yeah, it's sauce, and that's how you know it's, you know, she's not, she's not plain Jane, she's spicy Jane, I guess. She's proven it. Yeah, all I could imagine was that she would have a hard time the next day. That's Uh, all I'll say about that. uh, Bullet point for the rapid recap number two, the intro theme isn't as good this year, I think. Yeah, I, I really was looking for them to, you know, showcase some of the things that make these characters interesting, and it really was mostly like, here's me smiling. So there, there they, was a, they really missed out. There was a Bibiana ass shot, which yeah, which... I didn't hate, but I'm not the, <laughs> I'm not the target audience. I was confused. I don't yeah, know. Well, yeah, I mean, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, bullet point number three, uh, the girls don't seem to understand how this show works. Yeah, like uh, not to just like so constantly pick on Jane here, but there's one point where. Chris Harrison calls everybody into the palapa, and she's like, "Oh, are we in trouble?" It, no, you're on a TV show. Well, <laughs> like you well, have to, you have to go in there and and get instructions so that the audience mostly is caught up to what we're we're doing here. I'm thinking more about like Annalise and Christina. They only have like three days to win a rose, and they spend all their time picking fights with other contestants. It's true. Yeah, they. Uh... They're the kind of uh, one guy girls who um, don't have a guy yet, so they don't really have a plan. It's it's uh well, they get date cards in order to take people out to pick fights with them on the date. Right. So, all right, and then of course there's a uh, bullet point number four, and that is Blake has the most memeable face in all of Bachelor history. I want every every time a beautiful woman shows up on the beach who with whom he has had some sort of dalliance uh i really would love just the reactions as just little gifts that i can use throughout my my texting life um you know oh did you spill coffee all over yourself cue the look of uh blake realizing oh is that christina oh um you know you you get in an argument with your your boss at work oh i i feel just like he did when he saw kaylin and ran away to hide behind the couch that was amazing yeah uh yeah, so those of you who are tech savvy out there, please uh, get cracking. I want I want to see these on my Giphy feed very soon. This is all I want right now. This is this would 
Christmas would come early. All right. So now that you've now that you guys know pretty much everything you were missing over the last two episodes, uh, let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's get into some 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 real questions here. So number one, going back to Kalen, the whole Kalen and Hannah situation from the last season, we were all convinced that Kalen was going to be the next lead, and then it just kind of she had such a such a sympathetic story and and a really uh, compelling story that a lot of women unfortunately have have experienced themselves and i i thought it was going to be a shoe in and it all kind of petered out and my <laughs> petered <laughs> and my my theory is do you think that Kaylin actually lost a lead because she cusses too much cuz hmm you can't answer the question unless you used <laughs> you can't answer the question unless you use clay's voice uh Oh, oh, um, <laughs> well, uh, I, I think Kaylin is kind of, uh, a just uh, r- raw and honest woman, and I don't think that would be what America would see. I, I'm doing my best. You know, uh, but, hey, was, <laughs> thank you. That was amazing. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's sort of a, 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 a pubescent Kermit the Frog is kind of, yeah. It's a, it's a warble, warble. Yeah, I mean, it takes some work. I mean, you really have to support with the diaphragm. Like, it's a, there's a technique to it. I'm, yeah, I'm, it. I'm still I'm still finessing it. You have to be sitting on a vibrating phone. <laughs> How do you know I'm not? <laughs> um, so, no, but seriously, I, I, don't, I don't think that that stands in the way. And honestly, that's one of the things that I've heard people mentioned about you know over here we're we're very much like team mike for bachelor um for the next one for the next season uh but that was one of the things that some recappers i think the here to make friends women um remarked that they wish that he would cuss less uh in some of his episodes on hannah season because you know it just doesn't really like make him sound like the squeaky clean all-American leading man that we're so accustomed to on this cookie-cutter show. But um, I I honestly don't think with Kaylin that that's maybe what stood in her way. I think maybe she was just dating somebody. I think maybe she was dating Blake or hmm. um, or somebody at the time that uh, that she could have been in the running. And I, I think that that's what ultimately caused her to not be available. It, you talk about being raw and real, which was like, you know, the words you would use if you're making a drinking game out of Hannah's season. It's also a really good, like, selling point for beef. You know, raw, real beef. 100% American Angus Chuck. I like processed and smooth beef myself. I'm just saying, I I don't know when we got into making these adjectives for people, but whatever. So, it's just kind of like... You can use the words raw and real, just don't actually be raw and real. That uh, I feel like that's kind of the MO for, for Bachelor is like... Yeah, as long as you can make them into buzzwords, but you're not um, doing anything that makes people uncomfortable. Because Kaylin was a real potty mouth these last two episodes, and it reminded me of how things kind of petered out again with uh, Colton's season. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Bachelor Nation, you tell us at the show notes... You can find those show notes, again, at soundcloud.com slash cheers to that podcast. Leave your comments, and uh, maybe we'll read them on the air someday. I don't know. You'll be famous, because you know we're going to be famous with this podcast. Anyway, okay. 
So, no doubt in my mind. I can uh, I can see the dollar sign. Um, okay, next next quandary. Okay, so this is this is the big one, and I want your take on this. And, th- and that is okay. So, if you can truncate the whole Blake down situation to me, and the questions I have with it is anyone who has watched these last two episodes is fresh from the whole Jed Hannah debacle. Yeah. And then you have the Blake situation. And then later in the second episode, you have the Annalise confrontation with Clay. <laughs> it's fun, right? It feels kind of good. I just I just think that you're not ready. Well, what do you mean I'm not ready? Oh, folks, he is doing the whole scene himself. This is... I'm... All, all the years of... highbrow improv right all, here. Yeah, well... Uh, no. Uh, so... <laughs> so... The... Hey. <laughs> I'm losing track of my thoughts. Okay, so Annalise confronts Clay. Well, it's just, you are, as an audience member, thinking about the Jed Hanna thing. You're seeing a analog with the Blake, Tasha, Hannah, Hannah G. I lose track. Hannah G. And, and Kaylin debacle. And I feel like the producers or Annalise or someone was trying to also make an analog out of the Angela and Clay situation. First of all, do you buy that? Do you think it's the same situation? That they're being fuckboys like Jed was? Blake and Clay? Yes. Uh, or is Blake yes, Clay no, Clay yes, Blake like just... Yeah, so I think that um, Blake has pretty much just burned his candle at both ends and then a little bit on the sides and you know it's just it's just a big old mess of melted wax for for blake i think that he has bitten off way more than he can chew i mean and honestly like i don't begrudge the guy for like having some fun in his 20s people seem to find him attractive i don't really get it he looks like a grown-up version of the kid from the iron giant to me but with like a military haircut and like a really long neck and i it just i'm i'm not into it but you know i mean they seem to be into that so i don't begrudge him having some fun and dating around but it you have to know if you're going to date people who are in the same kind of pool of instagram promoters and Apparently everybody was at stagecoach, so um Yeah, guys, if you wanna meet hot bachelor contestants, uh, apparently that's the place to go. They seem to all be flocking there. But if we've learned anything from Blake, don't you know, hook up with all of them at the same time. Um because, you know, people frown up, uh, frown upon that. Um so it it kinda hurts your chances as uh being looked at as a as a trustworthy or even appealing person um once word gets around and word gets around pretty quick it seems like so yeah stupid move on blake's part for clay i don't i don't know i mean if it it really goes back to who like who you're gonna believe like if we believe clay and he really did break up with angela three months ago then fine um but i mean if there's anything we've learned from hannah's season Hannah, Hannah B, Hannah Beast. Um, it just make sure because <laughs> she 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 really liked him because he was raw and real. Um, is that if you're gonna break up with somebody, make sure they know that you're breaking up with them. Um, before you go onto a reality show that's predicated upon dating, 
Um, because yeah, that that doesn't send the best message about your intentions. Um, with, with he Clay may Angela, have been trying to keep her uh, keep her on the side a little bit. We don't really know. With Clay and Angela, you have a two month, three month gap, so that that pretty much says it. But I, I think. mean, but, but I'm saying we also don't know. Like maybe she was getting texts from him where he was kind of like being sweet and flirty and whatever and like making her think that like something could still rekindle and if that's the case then yeah that's super unfair is it unfair to the point that like Annalise should make a spectacle out of like coming in swooping in and trying to you know block his date Uh, I, I don't know I think that it was in poor taste and yeah, I think she has really terrible timing <laughs> in trying to confront people. I got I got more questions about that, but before we move on to the whole Annalise situation, is is Blake is Blake a villain or is Blake just kind of being irresponsible because it because it seems like the whole Kaylin situation was they texted a few times, then they had sex, and then that was it, wasn't it? And then they both go on the show. Yeah, it's not entirely clear, except that there was a lot of conversation that went on a lot of even if some of it was texting and FaceTiming and stuff. Um, And it seems like there was just a real miscommunication between the seriousness of it, because Blake was just like, oh, we agreed to just be friends. And he's like, really, like, that's his rallying cry, you know, but we said we would be friends. And it's like, okay, well, if your friend shows up at a thing that, you know, on on the beach, and uh, you find out, do you run and hide behind a couch? Yeah, that, that was kind of weird. Like, you know. Yeah. So that in mind, do you think when she like flipped out and confronted him and he's like, I can't believe it. I had no idea. I had no idea. Do you think he was telling the truth that he really had no idea how serious it was to her? Or Well, I think, yeah. I mean, I think actions, obviously the cliche is true. Actions speak louder than words. And you know, saying, oh, is that Kaylin? And running behind the couch and hiding and then, like, avoiding her speaks a lot louder than, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought we were cool. So, yeah, yeah. I don't think I believe him at... I don't think I believe his words as much as I believe his actions. Like, it was it was ridiculous. I think I think that's... I think it's a good point, because up to this point, I, I try to be as equitable as I can. I think... Guys come into these dating situations being totally irresponsible. I've been that guy before. I've I've unfortunately watched my friends experience it from other guys before as well. So it's it's really not cool. But on a show like this where it's very much he said, she said, it's very in vogue to paint the guy as the villain immediately without any sort of you know equ- equity or, or fairness. But I think you make a good point. If I really thought we were cool and you showed up on the beach, I wouldn't go running and hiding behind furniture. I will say I do think that Kaylin put herself in a difficult situation because she does have some ownership of this as well. She put herself in a difficult position, one, even agreeing to go on the show and because she knew he was going to be there. And two, just letting this stew oh, like all day. I mean, all these women are around talking about how, oh my gosh, like Blake's so cute and blah, blah, blah. And she's getting more and more upset and she's really not, she's not making the effort to confront him. And by the time she actually does, she is so like keyed up and pent up that like she she has no choice but to just melt down and, and explode and, and cry. And she's been whomping it up and whomping it up all day, yeah. practicing all of her points on all the other girls. 
if she Which had just a, a great way to spend your days listening to your bunkmate like practice yelling at you. Yeah, and I mean she's great vacation. she's certainly not uh getting any in anyone's good graces to get a rose by doing that either. Like she's she's kind of wasting her time and um, wasting her opportunity. But I digress. the The point is, she did herself a disservice by like letting herself get so worked up when she could have just like nipped it in the bud and and gone to him when she was calm and not made such a a big big explosive deal out of it. So, I mean, I think she bears a little responsibility too, but um yeah, I I'm I she wouldn't have even had to do that had Blake been a little bit more considerate of her feelings <laughs> from the start. I don't know. I I feel like Christina, Annalise, and Caitlin just shot themselves in the foot like, you know, let's let's say the let's let's say that they were to make up with Clay and Blake respectively. He they only have two roses to give out one each. They're not going to give it to you. It was a huge negative situation. And who wants to give the rose to Christina or Annalise or Kaylin at this point? I, I just like, you got to play a little. It, it, unfortunately, yeah, the goal of the, of the of the show is to go home engaged, which is so realistic. But yeah, what is the whole timeline? Like two weeks? <laughs> two weeks. I mean, fair, but it's two weeks where you're spending every single hour with. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 intensive. It's for inten- sure. it's 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 more equitable than the actual Bachelor show. If you think about it, the amount of time you get to spend with with a potential partner, but still, th- there is an element of strategy involved. Like you have to stick around to get to the next week, so you have the rose and the power again, and you can actually have more say as to your partner is but if you're spending all your time picking fights with someone over someone they broke up with two months ago it just uh it's frustrating so so my broader my broader beef here which is smooth and artificial (laughs) i mean i mean i mean raw and real real. yeah okay is that you see this with annalise you see this with with caitlin it's this inability to confront well and i feel like confrontation in america is so modeled poorly I think especially for women. I think women tend to cave under the emotional weight of a confrontation, mid-confrontation. And I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, frustrating. Well, like, it's, it, you see it in real time when Annalise is talking to Clay because she has these like competing things going on in her head where she's like, okay, well, I want to be a strong woman and like pro-woman and pro-my friend and you know, confront this bad man on behalf of my friend Angela. And so she's going after Clay. However, she also is, you know, probably, a, and I think this bears out in her, in Ari's season and in last season of Bachelor in Paradise, she's kind of a people pleaser. Uh-huh. And so when she's, you know, trying to go for the jugular, but she's trying to do it in a way that like, oh, well, I don't really want to make a mess or like hurt your feelings or, right. you know, I just, I just, I, but you still like me, right? Like we're, we're cool, but like I'm mad at you, but we're cool, right? Like those things don't, those can't coexist. Um, It's like when Onyeka was saying like, oh, I mean, I'm like really cool and laid back, but like if you get, if you make me mad, like you're dead or, you know, that kind of thing. It's like the opposite of laid back. Okay. Yeah. That's not laid back. Um. So, yeah, I mean, there's, it's it's disappointing, honestly, with somebody who is as, uh, oh, as seasoned, shall we say, as Annalise. <laughs> she's, 
She's she's <laughs> definitely not the youngest person out there. Um, it's a, it's a little disappointing that she doesn't know herself to the extent that she can just say, "Hey, yeah, I'm going to confront this person, and maybe he'll think I'm a bitch." But it's worth it to me because I really care about my friend and he's doing her wrong. She's still trying to be liked and be, you know, looked upon as this sweet and agreeable, I'm cool, I'm breezy, I'm laid back kind of person. And you just can't do that. There's not a lot of... It's really weird. Like, why why is there such a premium on being seen as laid back and easy? Like, would it be so bad to be considered someone who's uptight or type A? or get her done like it's well i really felt like uh, demi was kind of trying to call her on that a little bit she was just like oh so you chose to do that at that point like just basically criticizing her approach because she kind of thought it was you know she kind of thought it was uh bs that she (laughs) would would choose that time to do it and uh so so but annalise is, is going around trying to curry favor with everybody and so like oh like I did this and I had I had the best intention so there can I can basically do no wrong by doing this and, and Demi was the only one to kind of say like hey that was kind of a stupid thing to do yeah which I I, I did appreciate that I'm not appreciative of how Demi is the self-styled coach for everyone and she's also the self-styled narrator for the entire show she's actually kind of getting uh, an edit or or doing a performance or both um, this time around uh, in a way that reminds me a lot of Canadian Daniel. Do you remember him? <laughs> oh. oh, God bless. The yeah. the Canadian Eagle. Yeah, and I mean, so she's not being as uh, misogynistic as he was with some of his uh, analogies, but, um, you know, about bruised fruit and things like that. <laughs> um, thank you, Daniel, for your produce metaphors. Class act. Um, but before that season, the season before um, the all of the uh, misogynist references he really got this edit of like i'm this sweet weird guy who is kind of outside right of any kind of drama so i'm i'm on the outside of the drama so i can't be hurt by it but also i'm like totally in the in the vein of the emotional undercurrent right here like it's- i know exactly what's going on and i'm going to speak as kind of this insightful um weird uh you know i march to the beat of my own drum kind of person which no one was asking for i mean i think the producers were asking for it yeah i don't know i'm i'm very on the fence about demi on the whole <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're, you're really gonna be a little more like machine gun like <laughs> she can like bite down like raise your your nose and kind of a snarl like a and sh- then just <laughs> I'm getting there. I yeah. gotta <coughs> it makes me cough. Oh, don't hurt yourself. Okay. Uh okay, so as a woman Yes. Which you are. I am. Like let's let's discuss this. How can women be more confrontational in a healthy way that's not being for lack of a better word, bitchy, but not being a, a wilting violet at the same time like Annalise did. Well, I mean, I don't know that like in the moment of confrontation that you can really control how you're going to be received. I think that's just, that's just a, it's too much work. It's too much, too much to expect for any person, man or woman. Um, Like you just have to say what you know is right. And maybe everything else that you say and do around these people can show you that, can show them 
that you have good intentions and that you are a person who, you know, is, is not, is not bitchy or not unfair or not like, you know, trying to stir the pot or something like that. You just be, be authentic and be kind. And then when it comes time for confrontation, maybe they'll hear, you know, all the, the context around what you're saying and, and trust you a little bit more. Cause there's nothing worse than somebody who has absolutely nothing to say until there's something that they're upset about. And then, then it, it just comes off like this, you know, air horn, like Onyeka's air horn of like, <laughs> oh, I had nothing to contribute except now I have a complaint. Right. And it just comes off really false, I think, like, and just not, you know, doesn't really bring much to the conversation or much to the table. I think a helpful thing to do is, this is good for men and women, no matter what the situation is, is walk into a confrontation, not as a zero-sum fight where only one person can win, but come into it saying, hey, we have a problem, let's solve the problem together. So if Annalise were to come in and and frame it like that, like, I'm confused, why, I'm confused why you're here, didn't this happen, what's going on, it wouldn't, the emotional stakes wouldn't be so high. Yeah, and maybe that's kind of what happened, is that she got into it and realized that she didn't, she went in with kind of like an attack rather than asking questions and trying to understand the situation. And when he rebutted with like, oh, well, we broke up three months ago. What are you talking about? She didn't really have a defense. And so she got kind of defensive. Right. Um, so you kind of see that it's not just her her having strong feelings about it. It's that she hadn't thought through both sides of the story. And if she had gone in saying like, hey, this is what she told me. What is your take on it? She still could have come away with that, like not really believing him, but at least she would have given him the opportunity to feel understood rather than just looking like an idiot who didn't have a plan <laughs> at all. Right. And then you spend the entire evening crying at the bar, drinking your two sugary spicy margaritas. Yeah. I mean, she she exudes a lot of uncertainty um, Yeah, in general, so that it seems kind of typical. All that being said... She and Chris B hit it off, and I, I actually would. I don't. I like Annalise, honestly. And I want. Yeah, she seems like a cool girl. I know I'm being really critical of her, but it's because she seems like a normal person, and those are a little bit hard to come by on this I, show. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just get really frustrated when I see people pick fights and not have the chutzpah to follow through with their actual point. And it, it's I don't know. So I, I just I want to see her do well. I really do. So yeah. Okay. So that that being said, now that we've solved. All the problems in the world in half an hour. Uh, let's talk about what's coming up next in this season. So we here at Cheers to That are big fans of interacting and having fun together. And uh, girls, uh, just so you know, if you want to get your husbands slash boyfriends involved and actually watch the show with you, nothing will do better than adding a competitive element to it. Yes, this is how I got uh J Jack or Josh as he is known in less uh, dynamic creative contexts um than this podcast. <laughs> um nothing's as creative or dynamic as this podcast. Like on his driver's license, for example. Um this is how I got him into the Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise franchise in the first place is I said, hey, we can do a point system like fantasy football and he was in. So, and he's never looked back. So we're going to to offer that same experience to you. 
So moving forward, we are doing Bachelor Bingo. Yay! So go to our show notes on soundcloud.com. Cheers to that podcast. You're going to see a link to next week's uh, episode's very own bingo card. We found a website online where you can download and create your own bingo cards. So please do us a favor. Go and um, play with us. Go and, and download. Uh, click on the link. Download the next week's bingo card. Play with us. If you score a bingo, then please take a picture of it. Post it on Instagram. Hashtag cheers to that pod. And um, we'll just stay in touch that way. It's really fun. So uh, let's interact together. Let's have fun. Let's engage with the show with the, you know the same tongue-in-cheek humor that we all uh, should approach it with. And, uh, yeah, let's have a and great that, summer. That should be in the title sequence. Uh, almost paradise. But, uh, yeah, I I made the bingo cards um, from scratch. Just uh, started them off with populating them from different cliches and uh, things you might expect to see on Bachelor in Paradise. So had a lot of fun with that. Um, obviously, if you haven't played bingo before, um, it's a pretty simple game. You just want to get a full row top to bottom or a left to right. So if you get it. Or diagonal. Yeah, so if you get one of those, let us know. We would love to see that people are playing along with us. It's a lot of fun. All right, gang, so that is the first ever episode of Cheers to That, and it shows. Uh, (laughs) And we look forward to uh, hanging out with you guys next week, diving into the drama and the deeper questions of life that only this show can inspire. So cheers. Cheers. Cheers.